0: you got to fill out the survey. It is quick, quick, quick. And it just lets us know if the ads you're hearing are the right ads for you. So get on over to the show notes where that link is or the Couples Therapy link tree and fill out that quick survey so we can pass the word on to ACAST. All right, roll it.
2: Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget?
3: A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Open your hearts. Loosen your butts. It's, it's time, time for Couples Therapy. Couples therapy.
1: Welcome to couples therapy. My name is Andy
0: and I'm Naomi. We're a
1: real life couple
0: a real life couple of comedians
1: And on couples therapy. We answer a couple different questions from a couple different listeners. We just got back from brunch. We reconnected. It's been a week. (laughs) It's been a week.
0: It's been
1: (laughs) a week. week. Sorry guys. We are a mess, but we also got back and we're like, uh, well, we have to record this intro for this week's episode, but also we really desperately want to take a nap.
0: So we should take a nap. <laughs> I think the plan is... In that, and that's... You know what? Maybe that's the first hot tip of the day. Okay? Couples therapy, hot tip. Take naps with your lover. Okay? Take naps. <laughs> yeah,
1: family naps. Family naps. Invite all the animals Get in the with animals us. Get the animals in
0: the bed, honey, and just say, this is us. <laughs> this is us. Thursdays, NBC. Mm-hmm. Okay?
1: Yeah, but what are we... Naomi's been shooting a movie with uh, with Netflix.
0: A Netflix motion picture. And so... You know, I just I've been on set. It's uh it you know blessed and highly favored. Okay, grateful, <laughs> but also not used to waking up early at all. Not and used having to, to be around humans all day.
1: Shooting a scene where you sit in a pool for eight hours.
0: Absolutely. Wearing two pairs of spanks, which, you know, <laughs> quickly start to feel like a scuba suit. A scuba suit that cuts into your gut. Yeah. But bless. Honestly, I looked good and I said, you know what, if I can put up with the pain, maybe I gotta start wearing <laughs> double spanks. That's all. That's all I'm
1: going (laughs) to say. And uh, me at home, of course, taking the animals to the vet. We
0: have to stop talking about animals (laughs) going to the vet. It's like getting so insane and it's boring. So we cannot even go into it. But the Uh, fact is, we'll say it again. We do not have Munchausen by proxy. (laughs) But these animals, look, we have three senior animals. And that's just that on that. How about
1: that? A t-shirt with us taking three animals to the vet. And it says, we promise you, we do not have Munchausen by proxy. (laughs) Couples therapy.
0: No, I don't see anyone buying <laughs> oh, no. it. I don't see anyone buying it. No,
1: no, I, I, of course. No However,
0: t- while we're talking shirts, as always, I want to tell you to buy a Jubu shirt. I'm really hoping, I'm going to try to get some more Jubu shirts made, and I'm hoping once the Netflix special comes out, they fly off the shelves. Mm-hmm. They fly off the digital shelves. Um, as always, you can check out the link tree on the Couples Therapy site or on my Instagram, wow. Blacktrose Comedy. Flawless, I keep, my, I keep my link tree updated, but that's
1: not why we're here today. We're here today because we have two wonderful guests, Naomi. I know. Do you want me to tell
0: everyone about them? Sure. Uh, today we are talking to BFFs Andrew Farmer and Anna Dresden. Anna is a co-head writer for SNL. Andrew and Anna both write on Miracle Workers on TBS. And they host the podcast Scary Stories to Tell in the Pod, which, yes, Andy and I have been on, but that's not why <laughs> they're here. Okay? Just friends be wanting to talk to friends. Also, if you did not know... Andrew Farmer is the funniest person on Instagram. He is currently he's doing my favorite series, which are thirty one aunts <laughs> yes, for Halloween, that's and each day is a new post where he's like an aunt, as as if there was an aunt in a given like horror movie. Uh-huh. So far, my favorite has been the aunt uh, in Midsummer, <laughs> and it's, she's, it's her calling Danny to see how she's doing. So uh, I believe his IG is that's a jellyfish, yeah, but also just honestly. You'll be delighted. He's constantly giving us wig work
1: and <laughs> wig very work. fun. Yeah, we've known Anna for, uh, I was on like a, like we were doing, a, trying to be in an indie improv team together. Like I didn't eight, know that. Eight or nine years ago. With Dreezy? Yeah. Wow, yeah. wow 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 yeah, but- Indian improv <laughs> but andrew is a new friend and uh yeah someone that we discovered on instagram and then and
0: also like we discovered him in choir yes so it was like a real like it's so funny and so this is actually our first time talking to him <laughs> yeah. so for someone where i'm like i love you i know you we're besties this is actually our first conversation that you're hearing so take that with you also i did a lot of um not attacking as much as prescribing to Anna Dresden, and then Anna had to tell me whether I was right or not. Do you know what I mean? Like, I kept being like, you always have a boyfriend, and I think you hate me. Do you know what I mean? Like, I would just say that, and then just see how she responded. So, don't worry. The
1: tone was always lovely, but I was in a weird space, I'll say. Uh, Before we get into the episode, though, Naomi, we have one update, one comment. I love it. I love, you know, uh, I'll tell you this, listeners. You are more likely to have your comment updates we're going to play till the cows come home obviously but you're more likely to have your comment played on the show if it comes in the form of a voicemail is that the truth (laughs) we have a comment here from uh uh ros hernandez's episode yes and uh one of the questions was was... uh Basically, when you find out your friend is the toxic one. Yes. Your and f- you're like, how do you tell them? Yeah, if your friend <laughs> is always complaining about people... You know, that. what's that comment, that thing that's like uh, if you run into, like, one asshole during the day, that person was an asshole. But what if it, all you run into is assholes, you're the asshole. Uh-huh. Right? Uh-huh, that's the toxic uh-huh. person. Yes, it's yes. So, this person wrote in and was like, what do I do? My friend's kind of toxic. How do I tell her that she's toxic? And so, we got a comment on that from a listener right here.
4: Hi, Angie and Naomi. I love your podcast so much it's amazing you guys are truly the best uh i was just listening to your episode with raw Just for less the one that came out this week um and i feel like i have the perfect answer to this question so uh it's about the girl or her roommates always talking about boys but she's actually like the toxic one in these relationships and this is like kind of something i've talked about with my friends a lot just this idea of like when to offer advice versus when to just allow someone to kind of complain and vent. Um, And for me, I feel like the perfect thing is to kind of put it on them. So I'll ask my friends, like, okay, are you looking for solutions or do you just want to vent? Right, because those are two very different things. So if they then say, like, I want solutions, I'm trying to figure this out, then I can come in and be like, all right, well, like, I think you're being toxic or whatever or, you know, you just need to do this and that because, yeah, so it puts it on them. And then if they're just saying they want to complain an event, then fine. And, like, if you can't hear it, then you can be like, okay, I'm really sorry, but, like, I'm at my limit for today or I'm at my limit for this week. Um, But, yeah, that's what works for me because it's kind of putting it back on them. And when they say, yes, they want solutions, they can't really get mad at you for giving them to them. Um, And if they say they just want to be event, just one event, you can be a good friend and listen to them. Uh and kind of give them what they need. Okay, I love you guys so much. Um, I'll probably die if you actually play this, but uh, yeah, love you, bye.
0: I don't want her death on my
1: hands.
4: <laughs> she said she'll probably die if we play this, but we didn't find that out to the end.
0: So now she may be deceased.
1: I like this, me. I like this advice. I don't remember what we said. I think this is different, but like, you put it on the other person. And also there's a very like uh, traditionally masculine feminine Kind of thing, like it's like the traditional like kind of masculine thing is to like offer solutions, and the very traditional feminine thing is to just like listen and vent, like listen, listen and support. to support, yeah. listen to support. Mm-hmm. Again, mm-hmm. I say traditional, capital T traditional, no, in No, I understand what you're
0: saying. Definitely, definitely. But Gender a- is a construct. Absolutely, we know that, but that is a good advice. You just say straight out, what are you looking for from this conversation? Mm-hmm. And if it's like I want to vent, I'd be like, literally, start the timer. You got 120 seconds. <laughs> So I think that was very good. Thank you so much for calling in, and I really hope you're not deceased. Now, what do we have, Andy? You said you have an up. We have an update, which is my favorite.
1: Yes, Naomi. I gotta. I gotta say, Naomi's already putting on her like her sleep cap. <laughs> you know her old timey Ebenezer Scrooge sleep my cap. My sleep cap. I have she's, my candle. Yes, yeah, she's literally. Holding candle. my
0: candle and my sleep dress <laughs> is on.
1: All right, we got uh, an update. This is this comes from. Do you remember Langston Kerman's episode?
0: Absolutely.
1: A a person wrote in and said, uh, uh, "Am." is it too early for me to start talking marriage?
0: Yes, exactly. It was like, how do you kind of bring it up without seeming like you're desperado?
1: Yes. Yeah. All right, here we go with their update.
4: Hi, Andy and Naomi. Um, This is actually a update, I guess, follow-up update. Um, I had called in and asked about how to bring up the topic of marriage without sounding like someone who's pressuring someone else. Um, And you guys had answered my question with Langston. And first of all, I just want to say thank you for answering. Um, The first thing that he said, actually, that you all agreed with, was that 26 is really young. And I got to say that (laughs) that um, definitely changed my perspective on things. Um, For context, I live in Detroit, and I'm from a pretty traditional non-American family. So in my family and where I'm from, Um, 25 is pretty much the cutoff for getting married. Um, Otherwise, after that, you are an old maid. So I just have to remember that that's not actually the truth and that there's people all over the country that are waiting um, to make big changes like that and that there's no rush. Um, Anyways, thank you so much for your thoughtful answers. The follow-up here is that I was bragging on the phone to some of my friends that you guys had answered my question when you had Langston on as a guest because we are all big, insecure fans and we have, you know, group crush on him. So as I was bragging to my friends about that, my boyfriend overheard and said, oh, I didn't know you uh, called in to an advice podcast. And I said, yes, sir, I did and ultimately ended up playing the episode for him. And that was the um, gateway to our conversation about it. So things are going really good right now. And you also have lots of new fans in Detroit of the podcast. So um, really appreciate your help. And uh, who knows, maybe I'll have another question to ask you guys soon. But hope you're both well. And when it's safe to do so, please come to Detroit. You have lots of people waiting to see you. Okay, bye, guys. Have a great day
0: wow okay now you know my whole family from detroit girl you need to be spreading the word in the d okay get everybody to be listening to the pod i love
1: that from joy road to highland
0: park (laughs) baby get them listening i love to hear it okay we need all these fans i love the group crush i also see and this is what i want like that's always my dream like if i have a problem and then like sometimes my dream is that like I accidentally like leave my phone on while I'm talking to my friends about my mother and then they respond with how like, you know, maybe I'm not crazy or not a bad daughter. And then she just happens to overhear it. (laughs) So this idea of, you know, uh, the boyfriend listening to the actual episode and hearing us, I'm like, that's the dream. That's the dream, because now you've had these impartial randos weigh in and kind of get the ball rolling and he has something to respond to. And then he doesn't have to feel like,
1: you know, it's you putting him on the spot now have you ever thought naomi about writing him to ask rana and then giving your gifting your mom a patreon um yes subscription absolutely. to ask rana
0: absolutely she might not like rana's voice though uh-huh. my mom's that kind of person she'd be like uh-huh. that accent's too thick <laughs> <laughs> <Like the laughs> boston accent your
1: mom's like it's too much mishigas <laughs> That definitely sounds like what your mom would say.
0: Also, wow, this family, we're 25 as an old maid. Sis, I'm so glad we could remind you <laughs> of the world outside your household. You are okay. You have tons of time. But I definitely know that feeling where, you know, if you're in a culture or a group where people are all going one way, you're like, "Uh oh, oh, God, I've got to hurry up. But, you know, 26 is young, you know, to the point where I recently said I don't believe people under 30 exist. <laughs> you know, that's how young 26 is to me. So you have some time and I'm glad you guys are having a good combo. Oh, now that's a good update.
1: That's a great idea for a movie, by the way. What? It's, it's kind of like Logan's run, but instead it's like after 30, you no longer see young people, young people.
0: That's fun. You don't see anybody between the ages of 18 and 30. You see yeah. what I'm saying? Like you, I mean, 18 and 29.
1: Yeah. So no, I, no, no. It's not even you can't. You don't even see anyone. So yeah. So like, if you have a child, they have to see be, them. Yeah. That's what makes Naomi. Mean, that's this I'm I'm cigar. creating a world, this a sci-fi dark. world, rich with moral complexities. This is so... that's what people want, right? <laughs> yeah, people want moral
0: complexities and the idea that a large chunk of the population would disappear <laughs> after the year and a half we've had.
1: What if? Okay. Naomi Uh -uh. a sci-fi world rich in moral complexities but also explosions
0: but are those explosions fun or are they rich in moral complexities (laughs) well everything's rich in moral complexities in this world oh good god
1: Andy I have on my sleep cap I can't even (laughs) deal with god Naomi's already tucked in bed so why why don't we why don't we get on with the episode roll it Can I set the scene? Okay, set so the scene. we just recorded an episode of Andrew and Anna's podcast. In the middle of that, I look down. There is a pool of dog urine collecting <sighs> <Our> underneath. Listeners
0: <laughs> are always hearing about Mabel. <laughs> but I,
1: but they, they never hear about it in the moment in media race, Naomi. And I think, because I, I feel like that has changed the tenor, mm. the emotional tenor mm. of where we're coming from.
0: I think you more than me because
1: I'm fine. <laughs> well, I just had to clean up a exactly. big puddle <laughs> dog. Urine, you had to so pick, <laughs> You had to clean up piss, and I think that re- <laughs> that changes your whole vibe. But so that's where I'm coming from. Yeah, just it, wanted to put it
3: that reads. Out there. It reads. <laughs> you sound like someone. You sound like someone who's seen urine lately, and that's not a negative thing. <laughs> just that really. you're in touch. You're in touch with reality.
5: Right.
0: Mm. Okay. okay. It's so that's a nice way to see it.
3: Yeah. You
5: know? You began with it? an act of service, and I think yeah. that is something that I appreciate.
0: Wow, that's a positive spin on it. They're very strength based. These two, <laughs> these we're two big would be on straight therapists, and that's a beautiful thing. <laughs> um, now, Andy, mm-hmm? I don't know how to proceed because we're now we're talking to two people who are not in a re- romantic relationship. But they are
1: friends. Okay, this is yes. Hey, I'm break it down. This, break this it is down. Is how I, I envision in my head, and then envision. You, share your vision. Friendship. Talk about friendship. You're both in relationships. That's
3: true.
1: Okay, That's true. So yes. uh, uh, th- there's fertile ground to discuss. That's true. I, but I will start. I will throw something out at both of you and also you, Naomi. Wow. And Because oh. uh, I thought of this earlier today. I think every couple should have one day where they cosplay as elderly people,
5: mm.
1: yes. as infirm, just to see if you can do it.
0: Can, meaning, can you handle the can other person? Can you handle person?
1: the other person at their most infirm?
3: And if you can, I, just uh, you, you can relax. You're like, okay, we got the next forty years down. I think Andrew and I uh, maybe we're in the same place. I think we do that
5: every day. I know it's a lot of eating <laughs> soft food and um and and watching old films. <laughs> yeah, we, films from our youth.
3: Yeah. Um, yeah, I think Andrew and I are always at our most weak around each other, which is (laughs) nice. (laughs) Well, but what about with your, with, with your significant others? Oh, also very weak. I realized I, I walk less now because I'll be on the couch and be like, can you make it less cold? (laughs) And he does. And he (laughs) will do that for you. I still don't know if turning the air conditioning down means making it colder or making it less (laughs) blowy. So I just say, can you make it less cold?
5: We did. Anne and I did manage to find somewhat similar uh, uh, men in our lives <laughs> mm-hmm. who are really? h- handy, handy mm-hmm. people, mm-hmm. Um, uh, cool under under certain pressures in which Anne and I might not be so cool and collected. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Also, people who yeah, people who can fix things. I think that is <laughs> that is a yes. it was something I was certainly looking for. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Now, you
3: guys go back uh, to college? Is that where y'all met? Yeah. Yes, we met welcome week. Yes. Oh, wow. We were in the same studio at NYU, which is sort of like going studio. to church together <laughs> studio. There's different sort of acting pods. Ugh, I, there's, don't there's know eight, more. I don't want to know more. It's awful. I, it's eight different <laughs> buildings like, where they lie to um, the children of lawyers and <laughs> tell them <laughs> that it's possible to have a life in the circus without getting your feet muddy. And it's just not. Um, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah.
5: Yeah. It is, like, I, I think Anna and I, we, we bonded early on. We both got cast in the same improv group. I know we're two for two in terms of things that make you want to shut this podcast off right now. Please don't. <laughs> um, but I knew I knew Anna was going to be a very important person in my life very early on when um, we had to do, uh, like, our first monologues in class. And Anna picked the, the, the villain witch's speech from the film Sleepy Hollow. <laughs>
0: okay. Nineteen ninety nine. Yep. Yeah, Nineteen
5: ninety nine. Sleepy like, Hollow. This is, this is going to be a very important person in my life, and it has proven to be true.
3: It's true, and um, <laughs> I knew Andrew was going to be an important person in my life when, at a welcome week event, he kindly smiled at me, and I thought, no, this no, I can't, I can't have a kind friend who knows me for me. I want to be a dumb <laughs> slut, and having someone who I can connect with on a friendship level is going to get in the way of that. I want to smoke hookah <laughs> with girls who scare me. I want to, <laughs> I want to wear clothes that make me feel very far away from myself. And yes. I bet Andrew was like, no, this is my soulmate in a hundred ways. You <laughs> <Wow. laughs> ruined it for me. You oh. ruined okay, it wait, for me. Wait,
1: let's, uh, I want to interrogate these moments. Mm. All right. You want to unpack? Okay. Unpack. Uh, okay. Uh, when, Andrew, when she said the speech from the bad witch's speech from Sleepy Hall of 1999. <laughs> yes.
3: No, no, no. You could hear how much I wanted to get past that, right? <laughs> <laughs> no way. I was like, uh huh. Yeah, Never. no, a different story. And now, a different What's story. What's the unusual <laughs> thing? We picked that. I picked yeah, yeah, that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, much like a spider laying eggs in <laughs> someone's cheek. Oh. What? Oh, there. Oh, want to know what that is about? Well, why not check out the episode of Scary Stories? <laughs> to tell in the Pot that <sighs> we are on. So, um, <laughs> a class,
5: a class act. Thank you both. They're, <laughs> they're really good on the podcast. I, I assure you that,
1: but uh, I'm curious, what did you actually like, I know you're telling it now, like in reconstructing this, but did you actually like perk up in the moment and be like, Oh, I like this person. I mean, oh, yes.
5: Well, because I knew it word for word as well. Oh, (laughs) oh, damn. If the the world were a little bit different, I might have also picked that monologue (laughs) to have done for my first monologue at theater school that my parents are paying uh, many, many dollars that we didn't have to go to. Um, (laughs) I I think, like, Anna, like, I knew Anna was incredibly funny. I knew, like, we had known each other probably for three weeks at that point. Um, But when she did that, I was like, oh, okay, Something else, like the 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 strings of destiny are being tied a little more clearly here.
3: <laughs> the fate. yes, they the are.
5: fate. speaking yeah.
3: through us, oh, wow. snipping and knotting and.
5: <laughs> and it was great. Uh, I have to say, it was very well I, done.
3: Thank you. I I found it on like monologues dot movies. Like, <laughs> uh, a Richardson sister in her late forties um, talk just exposition. Like this is how I got the horseman to do my bidding, and I went into his bed, and tonight he rides for you, and everyone else was doing like Christopher Durang and like, um, like very smart, like yeah, no coward 2.0.
0: moments,
3: a lot of yeah, and they were like, I know it's trod, but I'm doing it, and I was like, cool, I've never heard of any of this, and <laughs> I'm. <laughs> Primarily a stage manager, but I love Johnny Depp makes me horny, and that's why I'm here. <laughs> and I didn't know. And Andrew, Andrew was like very well-experienced theater kid.
5: Um, I played every grandpa... I played every grandpa that uh, a fourteen to nineteen year old could play. I was <laughs> right, ve- very outside of my own body though. The concept of playing a like a, a twenty to thirty year old person, I was like, no, 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 please, I'm the grandpa from "You Can't Take It With You." <laughs> Oh my god you
1: are
5: yeah absolutely absolutely
0: (laughs) so yes so then honestly they have been infirm around each other
1: because andrew's only grandfather because he only plays (laughs) and out or right (laughs) Uh, but anna so then in the moment that andrew smiled at you because did you really go? like i know you're just kidding but also was there any real truth there where you're like oh i want to like ditch whatever persona I had in high school and I'm going, in your words, quote-unquote dumb
0: time. slut. I Wait, would never why, did you say, why do you assume that was a that was a new persona? She could have been dumb slut in high school. You don't know me. <laughs>
3: I, my parents were dumb sluts. Their parents were dumb slut. Um Yeah, I think, like, I just felt very uncomfortable and I knew that everybody around me was very cool and seemed to have, like, 40 years of experience being hot teens and I was like, I just got here. I don't know what this is i was an altar server until very recently and like um yeah just you know sort of a a loose well-behaved not loose very tight (laughs) um self-sheltering child um i thought there was a subway on every street corner and i thought it would take you everywhere and that is how i didn't you live That's on Long Island?
0: I, didn't you grow up yes, on Long Island?
3: I didn't come into the city at all by wow. myself, except for one time I went. Jamie Scotto and I saw Trans-Siberian Orchestra at Madison Square Garden. We <laughs> took the train from Long Island to, into right to Madison Station. Square Garden, yep. went up the escalators terrified, <laughs> saw absolute goth rock, screamed our heads off, and then went downstairs and got on the train home. Wow. uh, That was the only time I went into the city by myself before moving there. And Andrew, like, I was like, I don't fit in here. I was so socially awkward that if I, my room was right next to the elevator. And if I heard someone coming down the hallway, I would run back inside in my room and wait for them to take the elevator. I was very tender. Very oh green, God. very tender. I was tender greens. You were and, tender uh, greens, but I think it's so funny you say that because the, the Anna I met,
0: right? We met you in the UCB scene. Obviously, mm-hmm. you had graduated by then. Whenever I thought of you, I was like, Anna Dresden, Keep a man. That's a sentence I say. I would say all the time because I felt like you, Anna Dresden, You always keep a man. You stay wow. having a boo. You stay. You might take like a month off, but you stay having a boo. I can't and you believe were this is very like. I don't know, like, you know, because you're like kind of deadpan, a little dry, like a little wow. cool. Wow, a, a little cool little customer. Little. Well, this is what happens. A cool customer. Whenever
1: Naomi runs into a cool customer, I also do this too, but we immediately project our insecurities onto you. Yeah, if you're a cool customer. If you're a cool customer Mm-mm-mm. and then try to get <laughs> – again, we've created now this person that you may or may not be. Absolutely. But in project our insecurities on you, then we try to curry favor with exactly. this with this projection. You're
0: trying to warm up the cool customer. <laughs> You're like, man, oh please, man, please.
1: So- Naomi projected her insecurities onto you and, and uh, was like, uh, uh, you, you must be out on the town every night. No,
0: a- she keep a man and I, she is just like cool and comfortable. Because that's not I my insecurities. That's it. not what
1: I projected upon Anna. What
0: did you project onto Anna? Andrew Farmer, stay with us. What did you project onto Anna
1: Dressel? Uh Judgment. Uh-huh. Of myself, yeah, 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 yeah. I projected upon Anna. Yeah, well, she and so she I kept my, So I kept judges. my
0: distance. <laughs> the look on Anna's face right now, she is I, truly slack-jawed. And, and
1: she is, looks
3: more horrified than we look talking about fear on their show. <laughs> I just can't... Being perceived as such a fucking trip, I can't believe it. I, I, I have such a skewed view of what I, I, right. I... Like, what I think other people see me as is so not what it is. Uh, like, yeah. I... Feel that I am very nervous and tiny baby. And like most people, and then it's occurred to me recently, people find me like hard to approach. And that's so crazy because I'm like, but I'm stupid baby. And it's just, it comes out, it comes out sort of like, you know, Long Island woman um, who's like not nice. Uh, I can't believe I feel, I feel, and also like the idea that I always have a boyfriend is so interesting because I feel that I am perpetually single is how what? I see myself, and That's also very wild. uncomfortable and not cool customer. I can't believe it. Wow. Andrew, are you hearing this shit? I,
5: <laughs> the, tr- as you said, perception is really a trip, you know? <laughs> I think most people perceive me as Winnie the Pooh, and I'm really <laughs> more of a dark-winged duck. Um,
0: <laughs> no one knows. That's funny, though, because I do actually perceive you as
5: Margot Martindale. That You know, people... people I have never done a Margot Martindale impression, and yet... I do feel a great kinship with her. Yeah. Because people very frequently say that I should play either her son or her or some combination of the two.
1: Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I'm getting Margaret. very justified season two. Ugh, you just
0: <laughs> want to bring up justified, okay? He's watched oh it now all the way through for the second time. Can't stop talking about Oliphant.
3: <laughs> Is you guys Joe- watch a lot of billboard shows. Yes. Like shows that are just on billboards.
0: Andy watches like all <laughs> watch the television. Everything. He watches at least something of every. You know what I mean? Like he's tried at least every show. It just feels a, like.
1: Just now, I mean, there's some stuff that I just know is outside of like my interests. But but
0: okay, it's, please. He, he, what are you talking about? What do you say you watch it now? Andy is watching Run the World, which, which is, is a black, black sex, in, sex in, the in the city on stars. This man <gasps> tra- watches everything. Okay. Stars.
5: I've seen How that billboard it? too.
1: <laughs> is it a billboard? I uh, think I, I, it's not. I, it might be. It's Sex of the City, which is it's yeah. like it's not great, but it's not bad. It's light
0: popcorn viewing. Exactly.
1: It, I can watch it as I'm falling asleep, and I feel no anxiety. It's <gasps> like it is visual Lexapro.
5: Mm, That's really hell. nice. I we need that. Life. I need Check a show like that now.
1: You, yeah, and Justified was like that before because it was a rewatch, and I right. So you did, there was no tension because you knew mm. right. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But okay, but I want to go back to Andrew Smile because <laughs> in that moment, because that <laughs> week, Naomi and I just projected. Our insecurities on Anna but something something shone through with that smile <laughs> and I'm curious about it. What did you Andrew what did you uh, see
5: was this post this was pre monologue correct right pre monologue. This was pre monologue. Anna and I were on a scavenger hunt throughout the oh, city.
3: Well, that's oh that's what it was but we met up at Playwrights Horizons which is an off Broadway theater because oh. our theater school was under them yes and uh, we were in the audience of a theater and I saw him smile and, like, and I was I, like Oh, I want to hide. <laughs> <laughs> is it okay, Andrew? Seen. You were like, I'm Andrew, being seen. I know. And Andrew, I'm being very frank because I feel safe with you. But I of want course. you to know that I know, I'm aware that what I'm saying is I didn't want to be friends with someone. And that, that, yeah. is, that someone <laughs> is you. And that that's oh. hurtful. And I'm oh, sorry. Oh no,
5: I, I actually really get it. And I don't, I don't, um <laughs> I think I started, I started college being like, I felt so confident in high school. And now I am nobody here, you know? Mm. And I think, um, I think my thought process... I came to high school with a girlfriend who I had in high school. We went to the same high school. We were going to the same um, program at NYU together. We lived on the same floor in the same what? dorm room. Yes. What? A totally lovely person. Very God, talented person. Right. Um, I am now... I'm now married to a man. A lot has happened. A <laughs> lot has um, happened in between. But wait, wait. Oh, well, okay, I'm sorry. Keep going because I got questions about that. But but I think so I, I arrived and I remember thinking like I've really my, – my college roommate was, was a person I went to high school with. Like no. There was so much of like my old life here and yeah. now – But but at the same time I felt the most – at sea that i 've ever felt before, and I think like on the scavenger hunt thing, normally it would be a thing that I would roll my eyes and be like, "This is a nightmare, let me get back to my friends, but I was really like, "I need to meet more people, and i can't be living in high school anymore, mm-hmm. and I need to fa-. and so so I think like Anna was one of the I had tried talking to another person in the scavenger hunt who was. Who made me feel like it was a person who was like, "Oh, I'm also Frankie into improv." Frankie
0: Muniz, yeah.
5: It was Frankie Muniz, <laughs> Miss uh, Frankie Muniz. <laughs> I heard, I heard this person. I heard uh, the first person who was there talk about improv, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, I also love improv." And this person was like, "Where did you train?" And I was like, "Oh, okay. This I am trash and and to be stepped upon." And I think like Anna was then the next person to come, so I was like. Maybe a new friend.
2: <laughs>
5: but, That's so hopeful
0: and kind and but, sweet. But I would I mean, have never talked to anyone again.
5: <laughs> but I think, I think that um, especially college freshmen can sense desperation very well. And I'm sure that there was something in my smile, too, that was like, uh, help, you know? And no one <laughs> – everyone's just trying to help themselves. Right. You know? I didn't right, right, feel right, right.
3: any help, not to other oh, you. Oh, good. Other, no, not to shut you down immediately. No, I, I think it was this thing, and I had this with Jason, my boyfriend, too, where like as soon as I meet someone, like I, don't, I, I think people have this sometimes throughout their lives, where they know that the person is going to be in their life for a very long time, and I, got, I get resentful. I, I think it was only really? you and Jason, because it was like, well, I don't even know this person yet. Why would they be a soulmate of mine? Come on, let me pick. <laughs> no. I don't I don't want to I don't want to have a lifelong friendship right now. You I'm wanted agency. To, you wanted an agency. T- you didn't want the
1: world to impose its will on you. It was the hero's journey. It was refusing the call. <laughs> you had to refuse the call. You did.
0: And, yeah.
3: yeah. Like I think I just I didn't want to be connected to anyone. I didn't want to see. I was very depressed. It was just like I don't want to be seen. I want to hide and mm-hmm. uh I just knew that it was like no, it's like when someone's being nice to you when you're very tired, and you're like, "No, I want this." <laughs> like, I, I, it's hard. It's so hard to describe. Maybe it's boring to listen to me try to describe it, but no, um, I think people no. will relate. We would tell you, I if hope we're being boring. <laughs> yeah, Andrew, do you... well. Oh, thank you. You're being bo- boring. <laughs> we just oh press a God. button. And it <laughs> buh b- Boring. And, and I'm then like, have to stop. Oh, well, I always. I always have a boyfriend, so I don't give a shit what you think about me. <laughs> exactly. I, there I it is. I have got baby. mine. <laughs> I've got mine. Maybe you can see the Batman memorabilia in my background. But, yeah, I'm good.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, I would, I wanted to ask about their relations, Andy. Yeah, because I want to. You pick don't have up- to ask
1: my permission. You are your own woman.
0: I'm my own woman. I don't want responsibility. <laughs> now so sorry for that now so really in a way i'm creating we're creating a two podcast experience because what i'm about to say is andrew farmer you said on your podcast or when we were talking beforehand that you uh had quite an interesting first date with the man who <laughs> is your husband <laughs> now your husband
1: i gotta say i love when naomi goes into kind of basically like talk show host mode <laughs> where like as if like we were just chatting uh, and that acted as the pre-interview, and now she kind of knows, because we said, hold the story, don't tell us. I again. did, I Go. said
0: I wanted to have a fresh reaction, so stop talking, Sienna, I'll tell you, but, stop but talking. But we
1: do know the premise of of this story, and yeah. she acted like as if she held up like a blue note card. She's like, so Andrew, it says here that uh, you had a very interesting <laughs> a sweet first sweet. date with you're now husband, can you tell us about that?
5: I have to say, I really respect how well you did that transition because when I try to do it on our show, it's like and Hubbarder brigle and when did you first know that dap? like it's i I truly can't do it, so well done
2: Thank
5: um, you, yeah, my first day with my husband, I broke my back on a roller coaster. <laughs>
0: This is insane. Anna, I'm sure you knew you about like, you were there when this happened? Were you in the conver- like text message? I, I was mean? not
3: on the date. No, <laughs> no I don't
0: think you were around.
3: I feel Andrew and I had a, a long fallow period where we didn't talk for a couple of years. That and we've true. also like never directly talked about it. It's wow, true. And this is what the pods for. Need, this
2: is what the pods were.
3: I wanna be gentle with both of us. But yeah, I think that was during that time.
5: It was it was so here's the thing, it was right during that time. And um, there's there's so much to the story, I don't even know where to begin. The long and short of it is, I had broken my back on a roller coaster once before on my 10th birthday. Um, I'm not Mr. Glass. I am close to – I'm Mr. Glass adjacent.
3: <laughs> okay. I, Specifically for wooden coasters. Yes, uh, yes. I, Mr. I, I love roller Glass.
5: coasters. I had had – when I was 10, I had had a surgery. I couldn't walk for six months. The first day I could walk again, my parents took me a, to a theme park with a bunch of friends. I went on an old wooden roller coaster called the Yankee Cannonball. Broke my back. (laughs) Recovered. Everything's fine. Went on many roller coasters in between. And part of my, like, charming anecdotes on my dating profile at the time was, like, ask me about the time I broke my back in a roller coaster. Um, My husband, Chris, (laughs) loves roller coasters very much. And so our first date was at Coney Island. And I was like, you've never been on the Cyclone. Let's go on the Cyclone. Um, We went on the Cyclone once. Smooth, great, everything fun. We went on every other godforsaken ride at Coney Island that is Mm -hmm. like begging to kill several people. Everything totally fine. We had one ticket left. And Chris was like, do you want to go on the Brooklyn Cyclone? (laughs) We went on. We sat in the last row, which everybody, if you have back or neck issues, do not sit in the last row of the Brooklyn Cyclone. It whips you around more.
0: Oh um, wow. Okay, Th- write that down if you're listening.
5: I got two compression fractures, but I didn't really know at the time because I also didn't want to ruin the date. I we went out to dinner and then we did go back to my place. I thought everything was great. A couple what? days went by. I was like, I still feel bad. And I Wait, went to Wait, you
0: like had sex with a broken back? I did.
5: What? I, I really really did. Yeah. I I was like, I'm not going to screw this date up. I really, wow. I, I like, I laser focus on Chris was like, I, this has got to work. And I'm not, he's not going to know me as like, oh, that weird guy who broke his back.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you didn't want to be his anecdote later. Yes. In
5: life. Ex- I don't want to be that. Oh. I don't want to be what he talks about on his next date. You know? Wow.
3: No. Oh my God. I know that feeling so much. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be a part of a best man speech. That's my only yeah! goal.
5: <laughs> Yeah, yes, so for
3: someone else's wedding. Yes. So,
5: so then, so Chris and I started. I found out that I had another back break. I the, the doctor was like, "Yeah, I can't really put you in a brace or anything. Just don't carry anything more than five pounds for the next three months," what? which is hard to do. Is that um,
0: medicine? How is that doctoring?
5: I was so it's like it, if the if a if a compression fracture is in the right place in the spine, you just need it for it to stay where it is and heal that way.
0: But how did um, you you don't you, how do you can't keep your back still? You're you're living life.
5: <laughs> that was the thing. I couldn't take cabs for a long time because I couldn't be promised that there wouldn't be too much jostling. So did you check I the subway. I, I mean, we're, we're
0: we're going back and forth as because we get into
5: because position. back and forth is fine, but but impact is bad. Okay. So like that Up, would be down bad. moment. This stuff okay. is okay. Um. So so then Chris and I were dating for a while, and I gradually had. I had I had exclusively dated women from high school through college a year after college, and then I started uh, uh, dating men and then i I had sort of gradually come out to some of my friends, but like Ann and i were were like kind of rekindling our friendship, becoming friends again after like about a, a two year period um, and I realized like oh Anna is someone who I haven't told that I'm gay yet to and I realized this when I was doing a show at the pit that Chris, who I was dating at the time, was coming to, and I was like, ah, what are the odds that the two of them are going to, like, meet and talk to each other? Like, very... I leave the show, and Chris and Anna are talking, and I'm like, huh? And I go up to them, and they are, like, talking like old friends. It turns out they had gone to high school together.
3: No! You're obsessed with a Long Island girl. It's The high school is happening. It's coming back. Oh, my God.
5: So... Um, I'm like, hi, how did you, how do you guys know each other? And Chris is like, we went to high school. Like Anna was this actor who like, I do so funny, blah, blah. And then Anna's like, wait, how do you two know each other? And before I could do anything, Chris is like, we're dating. And I saw like the vertigo shot in Anna's (laughs) eyes.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I
3: I have to say, I did find out that you were seeing men from somebody else before that moment. Um, Oh, good, good, good. I'm I'm relieved.
0: But But this now... Sorry, go ahead.
3: It was just wild.
0: (laughs) This changes for me the entire tenor of the friendship in college to now know you were a straight man. Because, I mean, the idea, Anna, for you to choose a friendship with a a heterosexual male at the time... I mean, Uh my God, you were a lost lamb. You are a lost and confused girl, <laughs> honey. No,
1: but I had have- a lot of female friendships in college. Yeah, and I don't like that.
0: <laughs> I mean, <sighs> to be out here trying to trust a straight man, but thank God, obviously there was something underneath because in Andrew, you obviously came into your truth. Thank God.
5: It took a little while. I think. I don't know. I think it's interesting. Like everybody comes into their sexuality in different ways. I did not. And I can say this very truthfully. I had, I went to a middle school of the arts. I went to a high school of the arts. I had tons of gay friends. I had tons of gay teachers. Like what gay, like what everyone wanted out of like what all my gay friends wanted. I was like, oh, I don't want that. And I don't look like that, you know? And so for me, there was an element of like, well, then I can't, I actually must not be gay because like I think I thought well I'm probably bisexual I'm somewhere in there um but yeah it was it was a very like confusing time
0: <laughs> but wait what do you mean what they wanted you were like I don't want that
5: I think like I think like I was very aware of like what the standard of like what gay guys considered at the time in like the early yeah. 2000s the oh odds god oh
0: my god yeah puka shell necklace Abercrombie t yeah, like, t-shirt
5: and like yeah like what what some what like what like a gay person wanted and like i think my my like I, I think the first time i saw someone on screen was like oh i might be attracted to them was like russell crowe and gladiator i was like <laughs> something there's something else here you know chris, um, chris
3: looks a bit like russell crowe and gladiator who's got a little <laughs> bit of
5: that haircut well here's what i'll say i actually i i, I lied just then i get well i didn't the the my like sexual awakening I think was there was a series of books called the Bailey School Kids, and it would be like vampires don't wear polka dots, um, like Frankenstein doesn't plant petunias, and it was about kids thinking that adults in their town were monsters, uh-huh. and there is a book called Werewolves Don't Go to Summer Camp, and it's where like the kids think their camp counselor is a werewolf. And I was – something happened when I read that where I was like, I am so into this camp counselor. I want him to be my friend very Mm -hmm. badly. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until years later that another friend of ours pointed out that Chris looks – very much like the camp counselor from uh, really <laughs> camp.
2: that's so
3: funny um, oh extremely we should we should send the um the I'll
5: send, so I'll send
3: please it. do please send we the will, graphic yes. we'll
0: post it on our insta <laughs> i will send a pic so yeah so
5: i think i but uh, but also i don't know i i w- there were many ways in which i felt very mature because i played so many old people coming to college and then but then like Romantic and relationship wise, I just was in this place where truly my thought was like, one day I'll be a husband. Like that was that was kind of it. You know? To a um, faceless
3: being. <laughs> right, right, right. Oh my yeah. goodness. So wait, and Anna, there was no inkling? None. None okay. whatsoever. I think I just felt safe around him mm-hmm. and like uh no genuine shock, which is, it feels offensive to say, like, I can't believe that person's gay. Like, that just makes you sound like someone with horrible politics. Right. Um,
5: right. I think in my case, it's that I had no idea how to dress for my body and still don't. You know, it's like, I think it's hard. I'm I think it's hard. Yeah, it- it's, that's a very, we think of that as being a very heterosexual quality. Andrew,
3: know? yeah, I think when you shop so much at Kohl's, as the two of us do, I,
5: yes, that's you do exactly. what you're, you're did just, it.
3: you are straight. If you're wearing something from Kohl's, you are effectively straight, unless it's the Daisy Fuentes collection, and then you are bi. Um, she's got great, Anna, you, she knows
0: silhouette. Anna, you um, really had the answer to that so quickly, uh, well, about, it, the, it, about clothing and also Daisy Fuentes collection.
3: You gotta have it. Andrew, well, I'll tell them about the sweatpants. So Andrew needed to hem his sweatpants for we needed, We had a lot of movement classes where we sort of <laughs> sweat and grunt. Oh, um, and uh, sorry, here. hold on. As
1: someone who did not go to theater school or ever take an acting class,
3: what is a movement this? class? Yeah. What, what do you mean grunting? And what do you my my eye just started twitching when yeah. you <laughs> when you when you when you screech halted the conversation on <laughs> a movement class. Andrew, you want to take this one?
5: <laughs> um, I'm, I, I I will I will say this and uh it, it is it is hard to look back on this time. The class, our movement class was actually named African dance.
3: Aha. Uh-huh. There's that one. There's oh, that one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Who uh, uh,
1: ethnicity of the teacher? Just a uh, question.
5: So two teachers. Well, I guess I guess the the percussionist in the room, Rob, was a black person and then the the person teaching choreography was a white person.
1: Okay. Just bless her. Just want to say NYU, yeah, white teacher for African dance. Okay,
3: go on. You must. I do think that like (laughs) it was just to get us to lose our suburbs weight. I think they just wanted because it was an hour and twenty minutes long. Oh my god! And West African dance is a lot of a lot of jumping. Yeah, real high, high intensity. Really,
5: you're moving a lot. Yeah. And Anna was a star student in that class. I will say.
3: Wow. I don't like like that information being out there. (laughs) I was like, this is just movement. I'm good. This is fine. Um, yeah, I was very, very good at, very good at it. You um, are good for... at
0: African dance, and I hope that's on your
3: resume. <laughs> I think it actually might be. Special skills. I, I think, yes, yes, man. I, I, I haven't been an actor in so long that it might still be on there. Um,
1: <laughs> now, do you yeah, remember I,
3: uh, last year, like when the choir started, uh,
1: there was a woman from NYU who, um, mm-hmm made a video that said, you're not getting your money back to the students. Yes. And then she started dancing.
5: Is that the teacher? <laughs> it was not. It was it's not. not but
3: that's very much the vibe. So we had like straight up dance classes like that. But then we also had movement, which was like getting to know your body. And like this joint pulls on that tendon, which pulls up on the diaphragm. Getting comfortable
0: and- physically, Andy. The thing you're obsessed was like knowing your body and knowing how to control it. For performance. Yeah.
1: What the fuck is that like? I've never had that. Well, exactly. You need to take I
3: blood. don't know. I don't know. I just, I remember that our movement teacher would get in fights with our voice and speech teacher. because Our voice and speech teacher, not with each other, but like through us. Yes. Where like oh, no. the voice and speech teacher would say like, you need to loosen your belly. Our society tells you to suck it in, but you need to loosen it so that you can have control over your breath. And then our movement like dance Pilates teachers would be like, stay zipped and hollow all day. That way you tone your your abs. And then we'd be like, um, so our dance teacher just told us to stay zipped and hollow, but you're telling us to be loose. Which one should we do? And they'd each um, be mad. Like forced parents.
1: Exactly. Like oh arguing, the, tell your mom <laughs> Big that I come at 6 p.m. on
0: Fridays because of traffic,
1: okay? you're not ready by then, I'm taking extra time next week.
0: <laughs> um I'm sorry, we totally got off the sweatpants needing to be hemmed. Oh oops. Oh
3: Andrew just uh he cut them raggedly. I think you I have this I, I relate to this deeply where you're like, this many step process is probably easy and something I can do without <laughs> looking it up. And he just raggedly cut them at two completely different angles. It was like he was doing a, like, you know, like if you buy a party city pirate costume where it's Uh cut in a zigzag at the bottom, Yep. it was basically that, but at
5: two different, a high, low. (laughs) Truly. uh, And, and I wore them all the time out and up. Like I wouldn't change out of them once movement class was over. (laughs) I don't, and it didn't, I think, I, I, I don't know. I think it probably says a lot about my mental health at the time, where I was so divorced f- at all from what, how I was moving through the world and what I looked like mm-hmm. at all. Like, there was like my nice, there was like my nice hoodie and my <laughs> not nice hoodie.
0: Oh, my, well, you
5: know? Andrew.
0: hmm Andrew to Andrew. Farmer Beckerman. Okay, <laughs> they're out here. With, that is this Andrew as well. That is a oh. beautiful soul connection you two have.
5: Yeah. It, what was it? I don't know.
1: <laughs> what was it for, for me? I don't know. It's the, uh, like, look, I just always wanted to, I can dress nicely mm-hmm. if needed, right? <laughs> but, like, I just always wanted to just wear a t-shirt and jeans. That, I just wanted yeah. this to be my uniform, right? Always. And Is it for the
3: look, the look or the feel? Which one do you think more?
1: Both. I think it hides Both. my body in a good way. I think it. <laughs> I think there is like like I'm not. I don't know. I, I, I'm not like. Uh, I'm not shaped like a, a, a Pixar uh, <laughs> beast.
3: <laughs> a Pixar. That's beast. a good T-shirt. That would be a good T-shirt. I'm not I'm shaped not like shaped.
5: a Pixar beast. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Listeners, you want that a T-shirt? Every no. every T-shirt that I've suggested. Now the T-shirts that we have made, do do well. But every other t-shirt I've suggested, I don't get a single comment. <laughs> I've wanted to make a t-shirt with Mabel on it that says Mabel is Lord.
3: No, <laughs> no Lord one's she...
0: been... <laughs> they, they look terrified, actually. Andrew and Anna are
5: terrified by that idea. Mabel, Mabel
3: is Lord. I love it. Lord. I'm just picturing it. Lord <laughs> the singer too. or Lord the No, God? No, no, Lord. Lord. She's as a as Lord it... and Savior.
5: Yeah, I'd, get, okay. I'd certainly get that on coasters, at least. You know? yeah. <gasps>
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. With little wings, sh- maybe? Coasters merch is nice.
2: Yeah. That would but, be a good yeah.
3: T-shirt. Coasters merch is nice on a T-shirt, <laughs> <laughs> but like I don't know. Yeah, it's just like yeah, you like, like to it's, cover your body. I like you to cover my body. I like mm-hmm. to be comfortable. Yeah, I love a hoodie too, and like I don't like a pullover sweatshirt. I need to have the open. Absolutely. Yeah,
5: for quick escape. Yeah, I'm with you on
3: that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay, but okay. Uh, oh, before we take a break, I just want to ask one other question, which is like, okay, you guys said you had a fallow period. I know. Same what thing. happened?
3: Oh my god. This I, is big. It's so it's listen, here it boils down to this. <laughs> college improv group drama. Yes. Uh, Every college improv group has a level of drama that has almost driven people to the brink of death. <laughs> and we were in a college improv group. Yeah. And things happen. Mm-hmm. And like I you know, you can feel so horrible about it for a long time and and every kind of bad feeling but ultimately at the end of the day if you did zip zap up with other 20 year olds you're all going to go to war together <laughs> at each other and this is true across the board it's true for sketch groups i'm sure it's true for speech and debate i'm sure mm-hmm. it's true for theater any sort of like group that doesn't have a job at the end of it like <laughs>
1: Yes, yes. That's the thing. Yeah, I, I don't know if this is for you, but like, this is both my first improv group and my first sketch duo with my old friend Mark. Where I I was so ambitious and so mm-hmm. wanted to professionalize all of it that that ambition, was like, drove other people nuts. Yeah, it was a dr- it was a downer, kind of. Interesting. It was like
0: trying to make it real when I think some people
5: just wanted it to be like a fun fuck around, right? Yeah, Yeah. it I think also like a a thing that happened in that group, uh, many of who these people are like dear friends of ours to this day, but we made an improv group based on like who our new friends are going to be like, you know, it wasn't just like we do comedy together. It was also like we got dinner together like four to five nights a week, you know, Uh and then
3: slowly everyone started living together. Yeah. -hmm. Yeah
5: and and i i think that there was like an ele- i think all these things come to a boiling point where um i don't know i also think and i I'll, I'll just speak like personally here like i think as we neared graduation there was this mounting panic like a, a we were in the middle of a global recession and there was this feeling of like i've i've got to suddenly like put all my focus in like turning this into a career but a career from our perspective was like doing comedy in basements, you know? <laughs> so there was all of this, like, extra pressure. We Our social circle had become so tight that I think things just, like, blew up in a thousand different directions between, like, virtually every member of the group, including Anna and myself. And, um, and f- frankly, and I don't think I've ever told you this, at my at our college graduation at our college graduation my mom who is anna's biggest fan imaginable mm-hmm. saw anna and was like oh like let's go say hi to anna and i was like oh i think anna and i are not really talking right now and my mom said she was like oh i'm surprised by that she's such an important person in your life and my eyes like welled up with tears oh. Oh. And then I just oh. had to be like, mm, I don't feel anything at all. <laughs> oh, oh no,
3: I'm so sorry. No, oh Drip my gosh. Breath. Yeah. No, no. I, I know, I know what it is though. Like I, I felt the same way. I remember we passed each other outside of Yankee stadium and I saw you and you were like with our friends too, I think. And it was just like, Oh, it's so sad. Like right at graduation, I kind of like lost that whole crew and like no one was their best self. So it's like, you know, things happen. But like I just had my my boyfriend at the time and then like his friends. So I was like, am I the kind of person who's just going to go through life like blowing up my friend groups? And like Mm. and really it was college improv drama. And like (laughs) the sketch group at NYU had like each generation had its own like, you know, uh, opera level. Uh, drama, Truly. it was just—it's—it's it's exactly what Andrew's saying. Where it's like the pressure of professionalism, and then also like we all live together and eat the same graham crackers, and like it just <laughs> is too much when you share a box of of grams with someone. But like, yeah, I—I I had this. I can't. Oh, I know it's sad. My mom definitely was like listened to a lot of like. She was like, Anna, you're talking like you walked out on your husband and family. Like, <laughs> I think you had a fight with a friend group. And I think that happens. I think that's OK. Yeah. I'm um, not taking
1: third beat seriously. <laughs> he wouldn't listen. He wouldn't
0: listen. <laughs> I wanted us to build up a, our financial coffers so we could go on the road. And nobody <laughs> wanted to invest. <laughs>
3: yeah there definitely was that too where i was like the de facto president of the group and i was like everyone needs to email me back and like i think i was the only one who didn't live with everyone at the time and like you hate the like it's annoying like you you know to be the harpy who's like you're none of you are doing this club right i'm mad at you (laughs) like that's there's gonna be tribalism and it's gonna go at that person and then you guys
0: came together in new york later and yeah. was it like, as you said, you, you know, some of this you're saying we never talked about it. So like, was it ever like a let's make amends, or was it literally just like some years passed, and it was like, hey, what's up? Let's cut. Let's uh, stop.
5: I think about this all the time, and Anna, I think it's like one of the best ways of contending with the past while also like moving towards healing a friendship. And we had exchanged, like, an email – we exchanged an email that was, like, about something unrelated, like a silly video or something. And then I said, like, would you want to maybe, like, check in, like, grab a coffee or something? And and I've, like, never forgotten this phrasing, which was, like, the only way I can see us doing that is if, like, we both acknowledge right like right here and now that, like, each of us did things to hurt the other person – I'll, I can find the email. I said
3: that? Yes. I'm making I'm making a shocked face. Please don't find the email. <laughs> when I look at emails that meant, like, I can't, I'll die. But oh and my I, God, I can't believe I said that. Yeah, and so you, were like, you were like, if we know, can each
5: so acknowledge confident. that we did things that, that with the intent to hurt one another and say, like, that we're both sorry for that, then I feel like we can, like, meet up again. Wow. And I thought and like, I it was one of the Whoa. best, I thought it was, like, one of the best ways of phrasing that because it was like, it it is not shutting a door. It also is like, putting a boundary that's like, I need to take care of myself in order for this to be like healthy and not fall into old patterns. Um, and then acknowledge the truth, which is like, sometimes, sometimes people do things that hurt people by accident. And that's one thing. And then sometimes people do things to hurt one another. And like, that is something that has to be in order for a relationship, friendship, working relationship to move forward. Like, those things have to be acknowledged. And I just remember being so impressed by that.
2: Um,
5: I'm impressed. I can't do that now.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I like, yeah, but I know what you mean. Like ideally the best amends is like living in reality and just like calling out what happened so that you're not, you don't feel crazy. You're not like, why am I being nice with this person who I cried about? Like, um, but yeah, like it's just so interesting. Like, I do think that we took it easy too. it wasn't like we have to like take a full inventory of everything. Like we're going to take a breather and we're going to get a coffee because sometimes Mm -hmm. people get coffee together and we're people and like, it doesn't have to be any more complicated than that. And we can take it very easy. This is something I think about all the time. Like when I'm sitting in Andrew's house where I'm just like, my god life is so long like if i knew <laughs> that like i would you know life is so i i just never like at the time when you're like 22 and you're like yeah. no one has ever like yeah. you're sitting on his couch and you're talking like my dog rocketed a uh, vomit of like dog frozen yogurt on his couch oh. one night and it was yeah. a couch that was getting thrown out but like okay. as the as the like projectile vomit was rocketing from deep like deeper diaphragm she was losing the <laughs> diaphragm like you know like when a dog vomits and it comes from all the way in the bottom of their body like yeah. mm-hmm. as Eve. i was watching yeah a true well, taking an african dance class she <laughs> did she was lifting she was up totally like, watching that completely just rocket like it, yeah. it hit the couch and didn't make sound but like I was like wow my dog is vomiting on his couch and how lucky am I to
0: <laughs> right
3: be, we're friends be apologizing here. I know yeah. I know yeah, yeah, yeah. it's so hard to talk about though too because like I I have confrontation terror or like any kind of like because I have so much guilt and like self-loathing and it's hard to not tip into that when you're like making amends and like yeah it just, yeah. it's hard, it's hard to contend with the idea that I've ever hurt anyone. And I think mm-hmm. that's something that a lot of people feel and like, um, it's easier to just sort of ignore it. Um, hmm. which I, you know, a healthy dose of ignoring it is good too. <laughs>
5: right? I do. I think, I think something Anna and I share, we, we both come from Catholic backgrounds, mm-hmm. which, um, yeah, there is so much emphasis on like the default is that everything you do is terrible, which <laughs> some, which I, creates a lot of bad behavior, you know. Um and but the one positive thing is I think if you were if you were the sort of person who feels guilt very deeply, uh, the recognition of like I'm capable of hurting people and doing bad and doing wrong, some I think some people have like a very hard time with ever getting there, you know. Mm-hmm. Um I remember like I don't know, something my parents said to me when I was very young that made me feel like, oh, my gosh, I could be hurting people that I'm not even aware of. Like, <laughs> I was constantly – oh, it was that um, – something like, a, a thing had happened where I had done something uh, – oh, I had left – I had uh, dropped, like, an ice cube on the ground, and I didn't pick it up. And then later, like, one of my brothers slipped on it and, like, hit his elbow or something. And it, And then I was like, oh, my gosh, I dropped the ice cube. And my parents were like, well, yeah, I mean, you know, everything we do impacts other people.
0: Oh, my God. <laughs> oh my God.
5: And then truly, like, my eight-year-old brain was like, virtually everything I do impacts other people. <laughs> and in that moment, I was like, negatively. <laughs>
3: right, 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 <laughs> right. Right, right, right. Um, it's all ice cubes. Yeah.
5: <laughs> <laughs> Ann and I have cubes. spilled our share of ice cubes. Um, <laughs> but i think on a t-shirt? I, that, it's all ice on. cubes? Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: Andy, Andy, stop it! Coaster merch—the only thing going on going on a T-shirt. You guys, we're going to take a quick break so that we can answer relationship Q from you with Anna and Andrew.
2: so to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at Mintmobile.com/slash switch.
4: $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoted for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at Mintmobile.com.
2: Dear
1: listeners, Andy here doing the ad read again. And today we're talking about me undies. As the male half of couples therapy, I was asked to do this one because We're talking about boxers, which, and I hope I'm not breaking any confidences, Naomi does not wear. Now, if you're a podcast listener like me, you've heard plenty of ads for me undies. And frankly, I had always thought it's underwear. How special can it be? And then I tried them and friends, it is like wearing magic. It is like wearing a dream. It is so soft. There is nothing earthly I can compare it to. I am embarrassed absolutely embarrassed to say I'm middle-aged and just finding this out, but the material your underwear is made out of really does make a difference. I won't say where I usually get my boxers from, but for comparison, me undies are like wearing a cloud covered in angels feathers, and the other ones I wear are like wearing a bear trap smothered in puke. Me undies got style for everyone, from all-black classics to fun expressive prints in sizes extra small to 4XL. And they use sustainably sourced materials and work with partners that actually care for their workers. Also, I got to point this out. There is a particular technology that the folks at MeUndies would like me to discuss. Now, you know, Naomi is sex negative and I'm sex neutral. So I didn't want to have to say what this technology is. So I asked friend of the show, friend in real life, Mort Burke, to say the phrase. So, okay, here it goes. For any listeners with penises and testicles, I can say medical words, I can say medical words, you might be interested in me undies' sophisticated
2: Contoured Pouch and Ball Caddy.
1: What's that again, Mort? They're incredibly comfortable? Contoured Pouch and Ball Caddy. Wonderful. Thanks, buddy. Okay. Soft underwear comes in all packages at me Undies. So to get 20% off your first order, plus free shipping, go to MeUndies.com slash therapy. That's MeUndies.com slash therapy for 20% off plus free shipping. MeUndies, comfort from the outside in. Can we take a minute and talk about
0: Skims? Now, you know I'm a recent Skims convert, having tried their underwear in the last few months, and I am now living lifted, supported, changed. So I decided to keep trying new stuff. And let me tell you, Skims basics and foundations are where it's at. Yes, I recently got the soft, smoothing, seamless t-shirt. And y'all, it is so comfortable. It's been the perfect layer for me. I'm rocking it under a cardigan or a sweater when I want to keep it fitted and fabulous and not look all bulky. I mean, y'all know I'm back to work. Hashtag blessings. And I'm definitely that girl who is always cold in the office. Okay? I need my layers. But I'm still trying to look put together. And the soft, smoothing, seamless shirt is helping me get it right. And I also got the boyfriend t-shirt in Heather Gray, and it is so friggin' soft and comfortable, and it's giving casual but intentional when I wear it with a pair of jeans. I'm feeling very good in it. So if you want to give these and other basics a try, shop the Skims t-shirt shop at skims.com. Now available in sizes extra, extra small, through 4x thank you for the range skims if you haven't yet be sure to let them know we sent you after you place your order select podcast in the survey and select our show in the drop down menu that follows again that's skims.com go check out everything they've got and the new t-shirt shop
1: And if you want to join, go to slash couples therapy pod. We also have merch, which
0: includes Gotta Miss a Bitch and Jubu t shirts, which you can find in the link tree in our Twitter or Insta
1: bios. And for absolutely zero dollars, you can rate and review the show on Apple. Five
0: stars, please. It'll only take 10 seconds, and it helps us tremendously. Okay, that's it. We love you deeply. Now back to the show. Andrew Farmer and a Dresden here to help you handle your scandal what do as you do at least one of these. What are yeah. you say? Well, I'm just going to tell them. I was like, you know, we get our questions, Henny. We get them via DM, Twitter, DM, Instagram, email, couplestherapypod at gmail.com. My absolute fave, we get a voicemail. Okay. And <gasps> you guys, I'm going to say it like I do every week 323 524 7839. You call me, you tell me where you're
1: at. Let me hear in your voice the darkness, the sadness, the confusion. Wow. I love this. I, I almost did not want to take a break to do this, but, I like, I, but think I, we threw, I think we already said that we were going to You did. We
0: had said we were going to take a break, and it was, like, literally nine <laughs> minutes past, and we were getting in deep, and Anna taught us about boundaries and how to move oh, forward no. with people. I know. Okay. When you were like,
3: we'll take a quick break, but this thing, I was like, well. I need to know. I need to know. <laughs> need to
1: know. <laughs> All right. Uh, why don't we uh, do a voicemail? I love them. Here we go.
2: Hi, Andy, Naomi, and yeah. I am reaching out because I am uh, recently diagnosed uh, as high-functioning on the autistic spectrum. Uh, And it makes a lot of sense, especially why, like, the quarantine was so wonderful to me. And now getting back to seeing people, I'm kind of going into that depression, like just being around people, experiencing a lot of uh, just whatever. And now knowing why it is that I just don't like these people, I'm happy that I know about myself but it's weird because I still feel like I need that sense of connection or like I need people in my life or like a partner or anything and there's kind of anxiety that I won't ever find that so I was just calling to see if you guys have any advice for somebody who recently was diagnosed on the autism spectrum uh albeit high functioning but still ways that I could make friends that maybe don't involve Oh, by the way, I'm gay, so, like, don't involve going out to gay bars or uh, drinking all the time or just being in places with lots of stimulants and stimulation. Um, Like, how do I, a single person with no friends, just, like, join somebody's D&D group where I go to a stranger's house or something? Like, is that even normal? Is that possible? Is that weird? I don't know. Uh, Let me know if you have any advice. Uh, Thanks. Bye.
1: So... Hmm. Usually, I try to find a question that at least our guests uh, are, it's part of their identity in some way. I don't, I can't ask our guests, any guests, like, oh, where do you land on the spectrum? So I just thought comedy writers. There's, (laughs) there is some, you're, we're, there are three comedy writers in a stand up, Naomi, also a writer, uh, where, you know, at the very least, I think we have um, some kind of uh, empathy or sympathy in the direction oh, of, like, time. I don't want to be around other people.
0: Right. Or, yeah, the difficulty that comes with socializing. Right. And also, I mean, Anna, let me know if I should cut this. You're sober. Should that be?
3: I'm sober. Or... But I'm it's like... a big secret that I can't stop talking about. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so it's like, you know, you, you, you made a pivot, especially, with, you know, obviously, because, like, being in the world of comedy, being, mm-hmm. you know young in nyc you know the decision to see like okay that's not what i do anymore so now where do i go or who am i with when i'm out that doesn't trigger me that is actually fun to interact with you know i assume it took you time to find that
3: yeah and i think andrew can relate to it too with the like the 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 bar scene like uh when you when you don't feel like that matches who you are it's a bummer when especially when like the vectors for friendship are sort of geared towards people who are naturally very social and very like, mm-hmm. woo. And like, I've never yeah. said woo and kind of meant it, you know, like I've always been making fun of someone. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's hard. I guess like for me, like, uh, I definitely had to alter who I liked hanging out with. Cause I was like, oh, I like these people, but anyway, like, um, getting a diagnosis as an adult is really, it's like a, a combination of like, Uh, a bummer because you're like oh all that time that I could have had support or like that I felt crazy but then also it's a relief because you're like oh it wasn't just me being so bad at socializing Um, but even still I've always been someone who's like very anxious socially and like I just naturally I have some like tendencies to forget to ask people a question like if someone asked me how my weekend was I tend to say it for too long and then forget to ask them how their weekend Same. was. Same. And I like, am constantly so trying to remember to do that. Um, I don't know if you guys watch love on the spectrum, but like I did. they, yes. it's great. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I like people on the spectrum, a lot of like high functioning people and like all over the place, learning social skills. And it, I was like watching it basically taking notes like, Oh, right. Talk about your interests. Ask someone about theirs. Um, But yeah, in terms of like meeting people, I think it's always good to um, start with what you're interested in. And like if you like movies or like going to the movies, there has to be some like going to the movies club somewhere or like a meetup.com. Like it doesn't (laughs) all have to be sports. I know, does
0: meetup.com exist anymore? I was wondering about that. Um, I I used it when I was
3: when I was traveling by myself in Colombia, I found a like a language exchange night where you spoke Spanish with Spanish speakers and then English with People are trying to learn English, which was cool, but it's, it doesn't seem like it's as um It's not as popular. As it, used it used to, to be definitely no. yeah,
0: the go to, but I do like that idea. I think it's also like, you know, when you talk about when you say you don't have any friends, are you exaggerating? And by that I mean, sure. is there like one person who you like to get coffee with once a week? Because mm-hmm. I would kind of use that, like, you know, you kind of use that one individual to give you sort of a running start, if that makes any sense. Or, you know, you sort of like, and again, keeping it low key, you're not like saying, take me to a party <laughs> at your friend's <laughs> house. But, you know, if it's like, oh, we can all like, we, you know, we can sit at this like chill restaurant for 90 minutes, right. you know, because I, I just feel like I do feel like, you know, you meet people through other people. Yeah. Um, and if you do feel uncomfortable socializing, it might be it might make things a little easier if you have that middle person connecting you. So you're not going up to a total stranger. Does that yeah. Make
3: sense? Especially like I think generally I have a a family member on the spectrum and like, I think it's easier to experience new experiences when you are doing it through the lens of someone you already know and like, and feel comfortable around like my brother, well, my brother will try new stuff, like new foods and like new activities. If it's with someone that he's friends with, Mm -hmm. Um, it's
5: just easier to enjoy it. Mm -hmm. And I think it's important. I mean, like certainly, certainly in like the, the queer world, at least how I've experienced it, like, I think it's very common to be like, "Oh my gosh, all all anyone cares about is like meeting up at clubs or going to bars and like not having your shirt on," and <laughs> and I, I think it's important to like certainly that does exist, and there are a lot of people who like do find comfort and camaraderie in that space, um, but there are a lot of people who don't feel that way. There are a lot of people who feel the same way that that uh, that this listener feels, and um and I mean this is not this might not be the thing at all, but. I think as 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 was discussed before like leaning into what your interests are like I have I have uh gay friends who don't drink who like joined a gay men's chorus or like uh-huh. join like uh gay yoga groups or like spaces where you can be with people that are not um that don't hinge on like your face-to-face social interactions mm-hmm as like trying to make conversation, but rather like being in a place with people doing something together and letting relationships, friendships, et cetera, form organically and at your own pace, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah.
3: Did the, did the listener mention D and D? Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say that feels like a good, but then it's like, how do you meet the people? It's a chicken egg thing, but like, I think there's like, like a good activity.
1: If I remember right, um, Someone from the couples therapy quarantine crew, which is when mm-hmm. we were doing a weekly twitch. A show. weekly twitch show during quarantine. Oh, cool. Um, I believe they mentioned there's like ways to like find D D groups online. So you don't even have to <gasps> go somewhere. I think there's ways to do it over Zoom. And I'm uh I, I you can probably Google that to find yeah. what I'm like, talking about. Like to join a game. But to join a game. I think there's That's ways so of like cool. finding people that way. Other I've never used any of the apps, but like on any of the apps, is there a way to like say you're you mean, looking to like, like join a men's choir or whatever? When or, like, you say
0: the
3: apps, you mean dating apps specifically? Yes, yeah,
1: yeah. Your, your Tinder's, your Scruffs, your your uh, Twinders, yeah, Twinder, Twinder,
3: <laughs> Twinder Tinder, Grinder. Uh, yeah, on I know on Bumble you can have it for friendship and also for networking. I don't know how many people are on there for it, but it's an yeah. option.
5: And certainly there are like I know I know like on. Sc- Rough, there's like like I'm just new to this city or I'm new to this town and I'm looking for friends like I think that's a very common thing too, and I think people are certainly getting a lot better at like recognizing what someone is looking for and like sticking with that, you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um obviously <laughs> not always, but. Uh,
2: <laughs> You know, right.
1: If it I, says, I'm looking for friends, but then it also says, and I'm a verse top. <laughs> <laughs> Does that make sense? I just threw a bunch of words together. A verse top.
3: <laughs> I am like a bottom in friendships. I'm like, you do it. Yeah. I'm yeah. a pillow queen. Um, you make the plans. <laughs>
5: Anna has. You make own. the plans. We're, we're making a float for Anna, just a pillow queen just to ride. I'm just, down.
3: <laughs> but I'm not on it. Cause I was so late to the parade um, left without me. It's empty. Yeah. I also think that like, I, I, it's like, if you can, if you're into like comic books, like find the comic book shops that you like and go there and like, talk to the employees about what they like and um, read there if you can, or like um, get in touch with like the people who write the books that you like. Um, if there's, if there's a if they're, like, small like enough a, that they might respond.
1: Oh, I was like, on Twitter like or something. A, uh, you know, Meltdown used to have, like, a and yeah. d game. Yes. And I wonder if, like, local comic shops. I know there was right. another shop I saw. I was walking past it uh, in, like, Silver Lake, and I saw people playing, like, magic cards or Pokemon or something in there. So, like, I, that might be a good locus just to find games, too. Yeah. Yeah. But,
0: but it's funny. When you said, mess, you know, uh the artists, you know, the comic book, the writers or artists you like. I was even thinking, like, use that to be like when that person's giving a talk back or whatever, oh, you know, because I'm yeah. assuming, you know, people, they go on tours with their books maybe or, you know, they go to different bookstores. Like, that's we just like, a thing you do where you're around people, but you ain't supposed to talk. You're just supposed to listen anyway. And it's like chill and mellow.
1: But let me throw this out to you. As for somewhat socially awkward people, how, I, I have always had difficulty... Going from like stranger to uh, just a conversation, like what do you mean? if someone talks to me, I'll I'll I'll, I'll be friendly and t- as long as they're not being an asshole. Like <laughs> I'll be yeah, friendly and talk, back. It yeah. but I can't make that leap to someone else. I can't just like start talking to a person next uh-huh, to me. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I find there to be this like very like a uh, uh, difficult emotional barrier that I can't push through. And I wonder I if that's the same that. for you. Yeah, and then how do you actually? Do that because it's one thing if so. Like you can go to these things, but if no one talks to you, if you just stand there weirdly, and no one talks to you, what good was it?
5: Sure.
3: Yeah.
1: I. Think I. There is value. Go ahead,
0: Anna.
3: Oh no, I, I was just gonna say like I. I think that like when you're standing there worried if people are gonna like you or not, they're worrying if you like them because you appear to be someone who doesn't like someone when you're worrying if other people don't like you. <laughs>
0: a cool is, customer? Like, your Would space? you say a cool customer? <laughs> a cool customer o-
3: always has a man. Um, <laughs> yeah. Like just like assume uh, this was hard for me to learn. I, Andrew, maybe you relate to this as a, a former Catholic, like assume that people like you when you meet them and like mm. assume that you like that person. Um, Interesting. Uh, so <laughs> it's easier to, easier to be friendly with people when you're like, Hey, I, I know people that I like, maybe that person who's new to me could be that,
5: Mm -hmm.
3: you know? And that, that,
5: that I, I, I do agree with that. I agree with that very much. And like, I think so much of, so much of forming new relationships and interacting with people is learning to be able to let go of uncomfortable interactions, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, like if you, if you go to, if like, you do initiate a conversation with someone and and you perceive that they're weird about it um like that's okay and sometimes sometimes it's not a match you know right. so um, if, yeah if,
0: if you ask somebody you know. You say, I like improv too. And they say, where did you train? You have to shake it off and smile at the next gal. Yeah, exactly. And then your friends. And exactly. then your friends.
3: <laughs> and then your friends forever. No questions asked whether you like it or not.
5: It was, it was also roughly around the time when I met someone in Welcome Week who um, I asked her what her name was. And she said Lizette. And I said, oh, I love that name. And then she asked what my name was. And I forgot my name. And I said Lizette. It's not that I forgot my name. (laughs) It's that I was just the first name that I heard. Lizette, (laughs) And then I never spoke to that person again. Oh, my God. Where Um, is she? mm -hmm. Yeah. And and you Um, know what? Again, like it was a process to be like, yeah, that was incredibly uncomfortable. And I'm moving on. And it's okay. Right. Shit happens. Let's look up Lizette on Twitter.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Just Lizette.
5: L-I-S-E-T-T-E, I believe.
1: Ooh, with an S. Do y'all have time for one more? Sure. Yeah,
3: absolutely. All
1: right. This comes to us uh, from Sam in quotes on uh, Instagram. Direct message. Y'all, your show gave me a straight up revelation today. (laughs) My partner comes from a family entirely made up of bit boys. This explains so much. Okay. I don't know if they explain what a bit boy is. A bit boy... Is uh, if if your relationship is uh, if the emotional bridge between you and your friends or your lover or whoever is bits jokes Ooh. and quoting jokes. movies
0: and bits I mean you guys know bit boys yes. you did it yes. we are we're two bit boys we are bit exactly. boys I hate bit to
1: say it. Yeah. Okay. reformed okay. bit boys yeah <laughs> <laughs> reformed. I'm proud of you okay question though being raised by a bit boy fa- by the way boy is b o i yeah 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 right. Yeah. Across the Naturally. So it, <laughs> Naturally. it can be a- a- any gender mm-hmm. uh, Being raised by a BitBoy family A la Andy, Jesse, and Jordan So we had this, is, this came up when we had Jesse and Jordan From on, Jordan
0: Jesse Go podcast uh, Has made
1: anyway. it very difficult for him to get in touch With his emotions But he doesn't see this as unusual Since that's all he's been raised to know Is there a way to help him understand That there is a vast depth of emotion <laughs> That he is missing out on <laughs> Oh some background info on us: We are both in our thirties, living in Salt Lake City, Utah. Ooh, Neither oh. of us is currently uh, is nor were raised Mormon. Okay, so they're just in You're Salt there. Lake City. You're just there. I'm non-binary. Use they them pronouns. He's a cis guy. Uses he him. We've been together for two and a half years, cohabitating a little over a year. Let's call him George and me Sam. <laughs> George is a George is a gentle, witty, sensitive, just a real catch. He's above average, though not exceptional, ha What? At listening to others. Oh. Oh, okay.
0: like, <laughs> oh, my God. I was so
3: scared. I really I was so, so scared. scared. <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, forgot there was an end to that sentence. Uh, but doesn't know how to open up about himself or really get to the root of his feelings. I was raised by a social worker and a crisis counselor. <laughs> so I learned to mine those emotions from a young age. Though, of course, this is a lifelong process. When his family gets together, it is just nonstop silliness, puns, wordplay, roasting. Simpsons references, so on and oh, so God. on. For the first hour or two, I'm in stitches, happy to play along because they are re- they really are very funny. But since much of his family lives out of state now, the visits are usually multi-day affairs. And this goes on for days. Yeah, Never-ending bits riffing off each yeah. other, especially between George, his sister, and their dad. It gets exhausting. Absolutely. I'm tired hearing about it. <laughs> But whatever, right? That's how they communicate. That's their thing. I never thought that much about it or how it relates to one thing we fight about the most. When George is clearly upset, we're talking heavy sighs, clomping around, sudden irritations. My boy is not subtle. (laughs) And I ask him about it. It's as if he has no idea. Barely knows if or why he is upset and certainly doesn't have the words to describe it. And then worst of all, gets a little defensive that I find it so important that I know what's going on with him internally. Like just doesn't understand, which baffles me, which baffles him on and on. He's used therapy before for more crisis-like situations that have come up and doesn't seem to think the situation warrants therapy. And to be fair, we aren't in crisis. I'm in the lifelong depression mode club and go to therapy consistently (laughs) when I'm able to afford it. I just don't know how to explain how one understands and talks about feelings because I've always taken that skill for granted. And I think he's got a depth of emotion that is not being tapped into because he was never taught how. He doesn't know what he's missing out on, what to do. Big fan of you two, and this pod consistently gives me life. Much love from the high west.
5: All right, Sam. Sam.
0: That was a lot, Andy. When you said you got time for one more, and then you spent seven minutes reading it, (laughs) I said, Andy, you done changed the game.
3: (laughs) However. It was worth it. What a good question. I think it's a good guy. So,
1: we got some bit boys here. Yeah. I am... I think, damn you might be the only one not a bit boy. I know. At this table. Yeah. Uh, so maybe we'll start with you. How'd you crack me?
0: How did I crack <laughs> yeah. you? Yeah. I mean, I don't even remember now. It's been, what, 47 years? <laughs> I can't even remember
1: how I cracked you. It was just like. Um, I'll tell you one thing. Yes, good. I'll tell you one thing. Uh, I remember early on in our relationship, you gave me a printout of a book about oh, yeah. demon dialogues. Oh, yeah. I printed out specific chapters. You printed out <laughs> a specific chapter for oh. me to read about, from some psychology book yeah. or something. Wow. <laughs> about getting. Uh, about demon dialogues. Which, which are, are like.
0: Go on. Cyclical kind of fights you always get in. Right. Like a couple. Oh. And it's like how it's basically like there are like seven types. Of these arguments and I feel like I printed out maybe two for you where I was like yeah would you just read this (laughs) and see if your heart can connect to these words because me trying to be I mean yes you're right in a homework so like rude but it was like better I was like see if you read it and see if any of it makes sense to you see if any of it resonates you know because again if you are an internal person it's probably easier to figure that stuff out reading versus like being put on the spot to talk about it
1: right yeah and i think the 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 thing is that prime me now you can't force someone to do something like that but you can prime them i think right and i had to go through some stuff uh some stuff with my, group. with my improv group and with my sketch group where <laughs> i was like uh i really i should uh i i'm repressed i'm not Well, as my therapist now says, I I wasn't repressing. I was just letting the emotions happen, and I was just, like, watching them through a window with my hands on the (laughs) – Waving through through the window. Whoa. (laughs) Uh, And (laughs) watching the emotions happen outside with my hands pressed against the window. Right. So um, I had to go through the drama and then be like, "Uh, I think I really need to, like, get in touch with myself. But Naomi was the one who who primed me for it. Mm Mm-hmm. So I think yeah. you can prime someone. Now, Andrew, hmm. Anna, as Bitboys, have you, has someone else opened you up or was it a process you had to go through on your own?
5: I, yeah. So the, Chris and I, my husband talk about this all the time that <laughs> my husband's a composer, a, 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 a fan of aviation, <laughs> like <laughs> very,
1: aviation.
0: and
5: the big secret, very funny himself, but not in a way that is like, he's not going to hold court. That's not mm-hmm, his way, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and <laughs> I, like, him coming into my world of comedy friends, it, it is so, it's like getting on a tilt-a-whirl while it's in motion, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, And it can make you feel like, <laughs> I'm just not going to do this. Yep. But I think a thing, and it came in from, I think, Andy, you're totally right. You can't, like, force anyone into anything, but you can, like, present an opportunity and continue to present that opportunity. (laughs) And, um, and Chris kind of came at it from the side one time where uh, he was very vocal. He's like the easiest going guy in the world. But if there were like, if I was like 15 minutes late to a date, he'd be like, Hey, I just want you to know, like when you're 15 minutes late, like I know it's not a big deal on a macro scale, but like it kind of makes me feel like you don't value my time as much as you value your own. And, and like, when that had happened like three or four times, a part of me began to be like, can't you just let all these things bottle up inside and blow up when we Uh. have an argument about something completely (laughs) unrelated and stupid? (laughs) And, um, and I think like introducing the idea of expressing like feelings that are not maybe fully formed or are Mm -hmm. not like fight worthy, but are just like, Hey, like, you made me feel this way or like I'm feeling this way today, as opposed to like, like something that is confrontational, but it's just like sharing. Mm-hmm. I, I do think that Chris's ability to share those things with me made me able to open myself up more so that I wasn't always like performing a veneer of the most fun version of myself, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that really led us, it really led us like, have like more substance filled conversations Mm -hmm. that were like more vulnerable. And also like we have a lot fewer fights because Mm -hmm. we know where each other stand, (laughs) you know?
3: Yeah. Um, Yeah. I think it's exactly what you said where it's like living in reality and like having patience with yourself and with the other person that like, and something I had to learn with Jason that he really taught me was like, you can just say what's true. You can kind of say what's mm. happening. You don't have to like work an angle. It doesn't have to be somebody's fault. Mm. And you can actually say what's actually happening instead mm. of like what you wish were true or the version you're not embarrassed of. Um like I definitely uh am bit boy, but he also something I had to learn, he's like um showbiz nerd guy. Mm. Like he loves knowing who shares uh, an agent oh and like no. um, the Snyder triggering. cut, the Snyder cut was sort of a biblical event in our household. <laughs> and, like, okay. and it, it interesting. like, I learn a lot from him where it's like, I didn't used to give a shit about that or like tracing which directors are doing what. And like, yeah. um, but like I would get frustrated because he would want to, it's similar to Bitboy stuff where it's like, he would want to, I it would be like cuddling and he would say like, man, I just have to say something. This might sound crazy. And I'd be gearing up. Like he's about to like say something emotional or like, like propose. And what he says (laughs) is like, Dave Bautista keeps scooping up John Cena's roles. And it doesn't make any sense. And I'm like, I hope this car crashes. I hope we both die. And I I get mad. Like, sometimes, uh, like, I don't want to talk about that stuff. And I'm like, why are you telling me this? Get in better touch with your friends who care about (laughs) it. And he he has had to turn to me several times and be like, I want to tell the woman I love about the things I care about. And, like, Mm. similar to what this person's saying, that their bit boy spouse or partner is like, the bits are how they connect with people and like Mm -hmm. it is an act of love and saying something emotional and I love you by sharing that with the person, or at least like that's how they connect with people. And it sounds like this person knows that. Um, And like, but something I've had to realize, like, Like my mom wasn't a bit boy, but she doesn't like to talk about emotional things either. And I spent my whole childhood just trying to like have emotional conversations. And she'd be like, the azaleas are coming up or like the neighbor (laughs) cut down a tree. Like she can't like, it's always like plant-based, but like if we would go for, I discovered if we would go for a walk in the nature preserve in our town, we could have emotional conversations because we were walking. So Uh she felt like something was happening, Ah.
4: but like
3: I, like, look and see where the conversations you want to have are happening. Take it in a different context. Like Jason likes to have like creative conversations in the shower. Like if he's in the shower, I like both of us are like, I'm in there keeping him company. Like, <laughs> and it happens at night we realize like his brain revs up at night where I'm oh. trying to like rev down Power and down, like yeah. connect as people. And I just realized like, if he's in the shower, they got it. He got to get it out. It got to come out <laughs> and like, uh, yeah, like he, like we have more emotional conversations when the lights are off and we're in bed at night and like, I want to be asleep, but like then emotional stuff starts coming up and mm-hmm. like, but that's, that's, it's just adjusting to a different kind of schedule. So like, yeah. see if there's like a place or context where like
4: he's God, more open.
3: It just, I like, listen, that's I, smart, I have, cause I was I saying
0: have, you might not be into this. I was like very ready to be like, okay, no, when they start doing bits <laughs> at hour three, go to the guest room. Ah. Okay? At some point, it's you so just annoyed. have to remove yourself from the situation.
5: <laughs> I know. I know. And I think Sam has done a really good job of recognizing – George was the – Yes, the, George. Uh, Sam has done a really great job recognizing George's like love language of that. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes it's worth letting your partner know what your – what love language you like to receive – You know, and, and it's not ask. I know it's like love language sounds very hallmark and eye rolly, but I do think it's the most uh, uh, expeditious way of saying it. Um, I think that like the version of what George can provide in how you like, like the emotional conversation that you want, like if, if he becomes aware of it, it sounds like he is a, an emotionally receptive person. And like, I, I have the sense that if you can communicate what you would like to try I would guess he'll do his best.
0: Well, I, yeah. and I think that would happen in regard to the arguments. Cause they were talking about arguing with each other and, or like mm-hmm. when he gets mad, he stomps around the house, but doesn't say anything. To me, I'm like, that is a moment, maybe not when he's actually mad because he's not receptive, but afterwards, just talk about how that makes you feel.
5: Totally. Don't
0: say like, I hate when you do this. Like, you know, we live together and share space. And when you are visibly Angry and, you know, making noise and sighing, it puts me on
1: edge. Yeah. You know, tell people, like, that kind that's of thing. That's like when I would get angry in the car, and you're like, hey, when you get angry in the car, it makes the whole thing feel bad. It makes the whole car trip feel bad. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay. Well, then I'll repress that, and I'll punch <laughs> uh, the wall later. Well, but no, no. But like, that works like, for it's me? It's like, you get, I mean, look, uh, can we talk about driving in LA? For <laughs> i mean it's it's really terrible here but like i mean we can (laughs) there's ways you don't have to like start screaming you fucking piece of shit like as you're driving there's ways to like get that anger out without doing that and and when you say that to someone they're like oh and they and they recognize they're like oh okay i can figure out how to change my behavior if it makes this right if it makes me very stressed out i
3: know it's interesting too like what you put out is not always what you intend and then like what the person takes in from it can be so different. Like Jason is from Utah and oh. uh he perceives my East coast uh Jew sounds as yelling when I'm just <laughs> like, what are you going to do? You're going to drip it. You're dripping like that for him <laughs> is yelling. And for me, that's just talking. And like, I didn't yeah. know that I came from a culture that yells until I dated a, a former Mormon Mm -hmm. and whereas with him I hear him as condescending because Mm -hmm. he worked in a phone store and (laughs) he brings that energy to a lot of conversations sometimes without intending to and like we just know that those are the things that can rile each other up and we try our best but like you know I think also naming it and being like oh it's that thing that you do where you're being angry because this thing happened like Jason will like I get weird when I'm stressed out about something like professional related that I'm like avoiding. And then I start being mean and like he, he hangry is a real thing. Like he will just forget to eat and then be like psychologically devastated. Um <laughs> Like kind of knowing your partner's rhythms and like naming it and being like, it's not that they're trying to make me feel the way I feel when they do that thing. It's that they're doing the thing that they do. um Sometimes, you know, yeah. I don't know how helpful that is, but
1: I think look, I got to say, just this whole afternoon has been very delightful. Between your show and our show, um, I feel healed. I feel healed.
3: Can I'm I good. That? I don't need therapy anymore. I know. I'm, Absolutely. I'm, I'm, I'm going to fire all four of mine. <laughs> <laughs>
0: We got uh, a lot done. I think yeah. this was beautiful. Andrew and Anna, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. It was a real beautiful day we've had, and I hope you guys enjoyed it. And we'll see you next week.
2: Bye. 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 Bye.